Hi, I'm Randy Efron from Skylattice Property Capital, and this episode is part two of HUD loans for multifamily and healthcare real estate. In this episode, I'm going to continue my overview of HUD loans, and then in subsequent episodes, I'm going to drill down deeper into some of HUD's specific loan products. As we discussed in my prior episode, HUD loans can finance different types of multifamily and healthcare properties. HUD actually has different loan products for different types of multifamily and healthcare properties. And each loan product caters to the business plan for the property that is being financed. For example, one loan product may be used to finance construction, while another loan product may be used to refinance a stabilized property. However, while there are different loan products, there are certain structural elements of HUD loans that generally tend to stay the same across their different loan products. Let's talk about some of those structural elements. First, all HUD loans are non-recourse. Second, HUD loans are assumable subject to FHA approval. Third, Loan terms range from 30 to 40 years, depending upon the loan product, but construction loans may have an interest-only period that makes the, long term, the loan term even longer. Fourth, putting interest-only periods aside, all loans have amortization schedules that match their loan terms, meaning if you have a 35-year loan, your amortization schedule will also be for 35 years. Fifth, secondary financing is permitted under certain, certain circumstances with HUD's approval. Sixth, rates are fixed, and they are almost always lower than conventional bank loans, Fannie and Freddie loans, and CMBS loans. All right, let's talk about how HUD lenders determine the amount of their loan proceeds. The three primary loan sizing metrics that HUD lenders use are the debt service coverage ratio, the loan to cost ratio, and the loan to value ratio. However, the metrics vary by loan product and then further vary based upon the affordability of the project. If you recall, HUD's mission is to promote economic development. As a result, HUD offers more aggressive loan terms for projects that cater to low-income tenants. Next, I want to talk about fees. Aside from an interest rate, there are a bunch of fees that borrowers need to be mindful of. First, there is an application fee that is charged as a percentage of the loan amount. Second, there is a HUD exam fee that is charged as a dollar amount per every $1,000 of money borrowed. Third, there is also a HUD inspection fee that is also charged as a dollar amount per every $1,000 of money borrowed. Fourth, there is a mortgage insurance premium that varies based upon the project type. The premiums are charged as both upfront and ongoing premiums and both equal a percentage of the loan amount. Fifth, borrowers will also incur costs for a HUD mandated market study, an appraisal, a plan and spec review, and a phase one environmental report. Sixth, lenders may charge origination and financing fees. 
Aside from the fees that I just mentioned, HUD loans come with financial reporting requirements that take time and therefore money. Audited financials are due 90 days after each fiscal year end and monthly financial reports are usually required for at least a 12 month period. Next, I wanna talk about reserves. HUD requires their borrowers to establish reserves for a variety of different items. While different loan products require different reserves, the reserves that are generally consistent between HUD loan products are as follows. First, a reserve for property taxes. Second, a reserve for insurance. Third, a reserve for MIP, which again is an acronym for the insurance that borrowers pay. Fourth, a reserve for replacement reserves. Now, keep in mind that certain loan products have additional reserves that other loan products do not. For example, a HUD loan that is financing ground up construction may have a reserve that a HUD loan for a stabilized property does not require. I'll dig into some of those specific loan products that HUD offers in my subsequent episodes. However, for the time being, I'm gonna stop this episode here and we'll continue on in my next episode. In the interim, if you would like to stay informed about new episodes, please click like, subscribe, or follow. Alternatively, if you want to improve your capital raising process, reduce your cost of debt or equity, or free up your time by leveraging it through Skylattice without any corporate overhead, please send me an email at randy.efron at skylattice.com. Thanks, and I'll see you next time.